we're on the page 39, six lines on the top, or seven lines actually, where it says Viadua. So we have to refine also this idea of the Chamoit. So just to recap, the beginning of Ois Hay, page 38, we said that the analog, the spiritual concept of these two different types of, of Rachmim, which are drawn down, the Rachmim from the Hergesh or from the Rimus, so basically it comes from the, the Rachmim, which comes from the Kirvashba or the Rikuk of Midas and Malchus, we spoke about in the previous Mimer, the two different levels of Malchus. The essence of the level of Malchus, which is stays Merumim, like the king stays above the nation, and from that comes the Rachmim, which comes from the Rimus, or the level of Malchus, which is the source of Biyah, which is basically the level of divinity, which comes to the source of creation, is close to creation, therefore comes from the Hergish, that's the Rachmim inside the Hergish. And that is basically the two different types of Oyres of Hashem, expressed revelations of godliness, the Malikolam, light of Hashem, which fills all the worlds according to each Nibra, according to its capacity, that's at the level, lower level of Malchus, which comes the direct source of creation. And from that is drawn down the Rachmim Mitzah the Hergish. And then there's the there's the the area of Hashem, which is saved of Kolam, which encompasses all the worlds, the infinite revelation of divinity, which from that comes the Rachmim Mitzah the uh, Rebimus. And then we explain save a little bit more. That doesn't mean, obviously, spatially uh, encompassing above, but rather in, in the sense where it's ab- it's so high, it's such a high revelation, it's above the limited capacities of the creations to comprehend it, and therefore it remains above them in, in the sense of it's not revealed within them. So that's the difference between Mamali and Seviv, that the Malaklamim is the highest environment, it's the life force of creations in an inner way, and it com- it's comprehensible, it's understandable to every single being. Because this is energy which is literally enclosed in an internal way within every being. So therefore everyone has the ability to connect to this energy with their own human intellects according to clear-cut proofs from creation. You see that everything exists and has an inner life force within it. And you also see within yourself that you have a soul. The fact that your body is alive, that shows you, In my flesh I perceive Hashem. Which is not the case of Seviv Kulam, the encompassing light of energy, the unlimited revelation of divinity. That does not come into the comprehension of the human intellect. Um, therefore, for this, you need a really a, a unique type of understanding, which is called lahavin dover mi dover. That from the teich dover, meaning from the malakolam, which is mislabish b'teich the nivraim, you can come to a comprehension and save the In which this basically is the two different types of yidia: yidia sechiv, yidia sechlila. Yidia sechiv, positively knowing something, that means yidia b'muhus matias musag. You're understanding the actual existence of what this thing is. You're you're actively understanding what this is. So that's pl- applicable to the malakolam, which is within the realm of our comprehension, where the Yediyah Shlila, knowledge through abstraction or through negation, that's when you're not understanding the Etzim Adavar is too, is too high for your comprehension. Um, the only way you can connect to it is through abstraction, through stripping away what it isn't. And that is from, you're doing Metoich Adavar from the Yediyah Sechiyuv, you can come to a higher level of Yediyah Shlila. The more that you know, the more that you have a higher level of Yediyah Sechiyuv, the more that you can say, oh, well, even this highest level, which I know, is not, the essence of Hashem is not the greatness of Hashem, which is expressed in Save of Klom. And also, we said that the idea of uh, uh, even Im- Im- improves your idea of Sechiv. But the more that you're involved in these abstractions, basically, the more it refines your intellect and therefore allows you to understand concepts a lot better when it comes to idea of And these are two different types of Hasaga. These two different types of idea are two different types of Hasaga called Hasaga Vadarach of Shata, through abstraction, through stripping away, or Adarach of Basha, where you're understanding the thing itself through enclosement. Which that's the difference in general between when you the way you learn nigla and the way you learn Pnimisatira, the inner core, the Zayar and Kabbalah. That Nigla, the, the main theme is Halbasha. You're trying to understand the existence of things, the definition of things. Whereas Pnimisatira, the main theme is Hafshata, 
strip away the physical layers of the idea. And then we brought examples that four domains of Shabbos and the and the revealed aspects of Torah, you're trying to understand what are these four domains, what are the definitions of them, so I can understand I shouldn't be moitzi from this issue to this issue. I have to understand what these issues are. But in previous Atayda, you're trying to understand, you're stripping away the physical layer and trying to understand what these ideas mean, what's their spiritual source. Different types of divine energy which is drawn down into the four Rishuyas, which are the four worlds. Atzilas being Atzilas being Rishusa Yachid, where the the unity of Hashem is revealed. And Rishusa Rabim, the domain of the many, that is the Oilamasiyah, where you feel like there's many separate entities. And then we said another example of that is Machli Parabachamir. This Kenyan of switching a cow for a donkey. What does that mean in Nigla? You're understanding what is the Matthias of these, this Pada, what is this Chamer, what is this Chalipin, what is the definition of each thing? How you understand it in your in your physical world. And then, but you're learning it according to Panimus data, you're stripping away these physical layers, and it relates to the idea of Birudim, the concept of refining divine sparks and uplifting them, connecting them back to their divine essence. The Pada, the cow, which the Zayar says receives from the left side, that's the idea of the Ritiha Sadamim, the boiling of blood. The natural heat that blood has, which the idea in our divine service is a person has a koch and belt. He's overly involved with a, until the extent which he's mamish cu- cooking in the belt. He has a boiling pleasure for things. The idea of retichas adamim even exists on the, in, in good things. A person gets upset when he's learning taita, upset that the, he, he, somebody is disagreeing with him, or upset that he can't understand the halacha. Any kas is also a negative thing which we have to be we have to refine because kas when you're in learning taita could bring you to make a mistake, and also besides that. When you have anger, you're saying that Hashem is not here, I'm upset about something. Why are you upset? Hashem is involved. Hashem is guiding things. So therefore, you're pushing away Hashem. You're saying this is a place where Hashem is not. So that's your, as if you're serving idol worship. So you have to push away any type of whatever it may be. And that is the inner core of the mitzvah, of the negative commandment of you should not eat any blood. Push away any type of blood, meaning any type of lust when it comes to physical world or any type of anger. Whether, whether, whatever it may be, in positive in the in Torah or in in Yonah Elam Hazet, and that's the refinement of the part. And then there's Chamer. How do you refine the idea of Chamer? First of all, what is Chamer? Chamer, sages say, is a donkey. Even in the time hot month of Tammuz, it's still cold for it. What does that mean? Our divine service that Chamer comes from the word Chumris Chamer. Coarseness it doesn't just mean somebody who has a very coarse body, but the coarseness even in his inner powers, his soul powers, of his intellect, his emotions, and his senses. That somebody his his kaychas and his chushim are very refined, and therefore anything that he comes in touch with, tries to grasp, he relates to the the spiritual and the more refined aspects of these things, emotionally or intellectually. Being that he alone he himself is very edel, is refined, therefore he also relates to things in a very edel way. Somebody who, whereas another person has kaychas and chushim which are very grub, and very coarse, therefore he being that he himself is grub, he he relates to things in a very grub way. So the Chamer, what it says, that it, even in the time of Tammuz, when it's hot, it's still cold for it. Cold for it. That means that even somebody who's very, he's a Chamer, he's very coarse, even when, even if he has the capacity to have refined Kuechis, he was born with a lot more refined brain and intellect and emotional state. Nevertheless, being, being that he's brought this coarseness into his life, even when it's hot outside, meaning even when there's a revelation of Shema the times of Yom Tov or Shabbos or special times, even at these special times where he should be feeling the heat, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't relate to this. He still is a chamayir because of his coarseness. It's still cold for him. He still remains indifferent to these re- revelations, and he doesn't connect to them at all. And that's why, in that aspect of this chamayir, this coarseness, we have to We have to. We refine it, and basically, 
not be overly involved in physical things and not bring this grub kite into us. And therefore, in order to refine the coarseness of the body, um, refining the coarseness of the body will is that that's the 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 birurim which is talking about in this halacha machli par bechamayir the chamayir aspect that we have to also refine. So starting, actually seven lines from the from the top. The word line which starts trichin levadim veyedua that I'll call birur birur yeshayra betayda that and it's known that regarding every single type of birur a refining refinement process of the godly energy which is trapped in the physicality yeshayra betayda there is an instruction within the teda which the Torah is Hashem's will, Hashem's wisdom and will. The Torah has an instruction in which way can we refine this thing and unify it? That it meaning what does it mean unify? Meaning that it should be totally united with its um, godly purpose and with the godly with its godly source. How it is, arose in Hashem's will, meaning how Hashem wanted it to be originally. In his kavana aliena, and the original purpose of all of creation, how this entity, this spark, should should be unified with its source, as it's known that the shvidas akelim, the world was created. There's too much energy, and that causes the shvidas akelim, the shattering of the vessels. So therefore, and that is what caused the sparks to descend, the sparks with which were in the shattered vessels into all of creation. So originally, so to say, within arose in Hashem's will that this spark should be united with its godly source. But then. Obviously, it's part of the plan, but the sparks fell and now became enclosed and trapped, exiled into, into this physical entity. And so Hashem's original will was this spark should be unified with a specific divine source. So concerning every type of bitter, and there is a specific instruction within the Torah, which the Torah is Hashem's, Hashem's um, um, wisdom and will. So therefore, within this Torah, we can see Hashem's wisdom and what Hashem originally wanted, what Hashem wants which way this entity could be refined and unified back with its source, how Hashem originally wanted it. And this is the how we learn this halacha of Amachli Parabachamer in the Panimis HaTayda, in the, the secrets in the inner core of the Tayda, where everything is uh, in a way, learning in a way of abstracting, of stripping away the physical uh, garments, the physical layers. When you're learning the halas of refining a para and a chamayr of a cow and a donkey like we just explained so the Torah says that there are specific ways when there is a para there, the para its specific idea is the retichas adamim this lust or anger and there's a specific way of refining that pushing it away and then there's a chamayr aspect of the person the chamayr the coarseness which causes a coarseness not even just in the physical aspect of the person but even the spiritual entities of the person is and So there's also a specific way how a person is to refine the chamayr aspect of him, his chamayr. So the Torah instructs us, instructs us how these things should be refined. That's what this idea of the halacha paramachli parachamayr. There's the parah aspect of the person, there's a chamayr, and the Torah has a specific instruction how you're going to approach uplifting these aspects of your of yourself, of your personality. Avo, and that's how you strip away the physical layers of this halacha, and you understand they're really talking about two different types of birudim. But now the 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 halacha says Misha Misha Hechlif to Machli Bara Bechamayir somebody who switches the cow for the donkey Misha Hechlif a Fani Abuder the part of Bechamayir somebody who switches these different ways that the Torah instructs us to refine he switches them up the way that you refine the cow for the donkey 
So now he's refining it, not according to how the Torah instructed him. So then the halacha will be such and such, like the Gemara continues to explain over there. So that is the idea expressed behind the physical layers of this halacha, the mitzis of halacha, when you get to the core of it, and you're learning according to and you're stripping away the physical layers, you realize it's talking about two different types of birudim, but somebody who switches the ways of the birudim, therefore he's applying the wrong way of birudim to each of these aspects of himself, the part of aspect of the chamer aspect, though the halach will be such and such like it continues. That's how you learn this according to the way of afshata. Generally, that's the way we learn according to Pimus Teta as Afshata, abstraction, stripping away the physical layers. And in general, this is the difference between the way that Teta is learned in this world, where we learn about the Metsias of things, and the way that Teta is learned in Gan Eden, and the Mesifta Didikia in the Heavenly Academy, where they learn Teta in a way of abstraction, stripping away the physical layers of the Allah, understanding the spiritual elements behind it. And the learning in Gan Eden is where you're learning the inner core, the secrets behind the halachis, the laws of the Teda. So now we're returning to this idea of which we started on the previous uh, page. Which is all in order to explain the difference between the Malakolim and Sevenkolim. The Malakolim, which is the source for the Brachmim, which of Hergish, of closeness, a feeling of closeness, and the Sevenkolim being the source of the Brachmim, which is Nimshach from the Remus. And the difference between Mali and Sevenkolim is that Mali includes everything in an internal way, and therefore it can be understood by every single creation in a way of Idiyas Achiv. Our Sevenkolim is that you can only understand it from the Idiyas Achiv, it comes to Idiyas Ashlila. A way of abstraction, like we said, and then we went into the concept of hasaga, uh, and we have halbasha or hafshata. So, just like in, when you know something in a chiyuv way, in a positive way, you're actually knowing that that's some thing, that thing itself. That the more that you know about it in this positive yedias chiyuv type of way, which is applying to the mitzias amusag, meaning in the actual existence of that thing which you're trying to comprehend, so you become to a higher level in your yedias shlila and your knowledge through abstraction. The more that you know something in a positive way, the higher that you get, and you can say, "Oh, I know, I know this much." But even all this stuff that I know is not defining and is not what Hashem's true essence is, or what His infinite revelation of the Sevu column is. So, the more that you know in the Chiyuv, the higher you can get in Shlila. So, same, just like that, the can apply this idea to learning of the revealed aspects of the hidden aspects. So the more that you appreciate and you understand the depth of the sugis, of the different sections and the different ideas in the revealed aspects of the Torah, the more that you really understand the deep, the depths of them and the eon of them, and the sugis and gemara, etc., which is all in a way of halbasha, of ideas achiyuv, actually understanding the matzias of these things. So there, the more you can be able to understand and appreciate these ideas, how they are in the Pneumisitator, meaning the abstraction is stripping away, because the more that you know positively these things, then the higher you can get in the negative, in the abstraction type of idea. The less that you know, then the less that you'll be able to abstract away. So, the higher you'll get in abstraction, if you the, know, the more you know. So therefore, the more you know in Nigla, the more you understand, and you'll be able to go deeper in Chassidus, in the Soyed of Teda. And the more that a person deepens his mind in the inner aspects of Teda, the more that he'll be able to understand the more refined and abstract aspects of the Sugis 
of the, the revealed aspects of the Torah. Like we said earlier, that these two types of knowledge of where you're understanding the actual thing itself or you're abstracting away, you're stripping away the ideas which you know in, in your mind in order to appreciate the, the higher idea which is above your knowledge, they they complete each other. Like I said, the more that you... Usually, we, the way that we understand things is the way that we come to the, uh, the way that this idea is explained is the more that you understand in Chiyuv then the higher you'll get in Shlila but here it's even saying the other way around the more that you that you're engaged in the ideas of Shlila which is of Shata which is a more abstract type of knowledge that the more that your mind will become refined and be able to appreciate things in the ideas of Chiyuv also because you're refining your brain and therefore obviously your brain will be able to appreciate the ideas of Chiyuv even more so this is obviously an amazing point here people, people might think that what are they? But they'll, they'll put too much weight on either one of these things of, of learning chassidus or learning nigla. But the truth is that if you want to understand chassidus better, you need to understand nigla, the idea of better, to get to the true hafshata. And if you want to understand, um, you want to understand the nigla better, gemara and halachis, etc. You have to understand chassidus better because chassidus is knowledge and way of hafshata, abstraction, stripping away the physical garments of the mashalim, etc. And understanding the true godly ideas expressed behind these mashalim. So when you refine your brain and you train your mind to think in a way of hafshata, therefore you'll be able to get to the more hafshata in in nigla. To understand the true svaris, the deep svaris behind every single idea in the Gemara, in the opinions of the Tanayim Bamiroim. Refining your mind and training it to think in a more hafshata way. Mazau, now returning to this idea of the Mali and Seviv, that Seviv is the Mali is Teich it's the Chayas Pinimis, which is enclosed in every single the Teich of all of creation. And the Lahav and Dover, me Teich to understand one thing to extrapolate one thing from another, is talking about to understand the Seviv from the Mali. Mazau, Lahav and Dover, me Teich Dover, the Teich Dover, the Ideas Achiyuv, Tzrichim Lahav and Adover, the Ideas Achlila, that from the Teich Dover. Which is the mamalikolam, which is enclosed in every single the toich of everything, and that is you appreciate you you connect to mamalikolam in a way of ideas achiv. You can actually masig the etzim achayis. So from that, you're supposed to come to a ideas ashlila. You have to come. You have to understand the dover the thing itself, which is the ideas ashlila, the knowledge and way of abstraction of seviv kolam, which is above being the ability to understand our, our limited brains to appreciate the actual ayur of seviv, which is unlimited revelation of divinity, therefore it's above our limited brains. But we have to come from the teich from the knowledge of Yidiyas Achiyuv, of the male, to the dover, to the knowledge of seviv, which can only be appreciated in a way of abstraction, of negation. And if a person doesn't come to this knowledge of the dover, of the the knowledge of Seviv Kolim through Havshata, through Yidiyas Ashlila, then that shows you that is a simon that his general knowledge of Yidiyas Achiyuv, of understanding what he can understand of Mali Kolim, is also not a true knowledge. If he doesn't appreciate, if he can't come to the Yidiyas Ashlila, that means that Yidiyas Achiyuv, which they're dependent upon each other, the Mashlim, the Mashlim is as like we said. So if he can't come to a knowledge through through abstraction of Yisavu Kolomim, that shows you that his also his way of understanding Mamali was not correct. He didn't really get Mamali. So that is a simon. If you don't get the Seviv, if you don't understand the Inyanam of Seviv, then you also do not understand Mamali, things which you can't understand in your brain properly. 
And so too, we can apply this to knowing your knowledge in Torah and the revealed aspects and the hidden aspects and the inner aspects. That if you didn't understand the Pnimis Atayra properly, then you also didn't understand the Galia, the 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 Niglish of Atayra. Like we said earlier, that the, the, the Galia is in the way of Abasha and Pnimis is in the way of Avshata. So if you don't get the Pnimis Atayra this properly, then you're also not understanding Nigla properly. Your idea in the way of Habasha is not truly um, in line. And so too, in Seviv and Malik, we just said, if you don't get the Seviv, you're not really appreciating Mamali. From the Tehdavr, from the Chayas Pnimich, which is inside, in an inner, in an enclosed in an inner way within all of creation, from that you can understand the Seviv. The Eira Seviv called Nimsa Bechol Makim, Kamei Eira Mahamali Kolamim. And Sevukolim, this divine energy, which is an unlimited revelation of divinity, which therefore it's encompassing all of creation equally, because it's encompassing in the sense where it's not revealed within it, because it's an unlimited revelation above the capacity of creation to appreciate. So this Sevukolim is found in every single place, just like Mamalikolim is found. It is found within every creation according to its capacity. So what's the difference in Sevukolim? Well, they have the Benayim, who the Eir Mamalikolim, who Eir Goli Uprati, Sevukolim, who Eir Nalam Ukloli. The difference is that Mamalakulam, the light of Hashem, which fills all the worlds, is a light of is a divine energy which is revealed in, within every single creation in a detailed way, prati, in a pratistic way, meaning relating to the nature, the capacity of every single creation and clothing into it according to its capacity. So therefore the more refined creation will receive a more revelation of divinity, and the less refined creation, which fills more yeshis, Will receive a less of a, a revelation of, of that level of mamali, and the save of Kalman, the light of Hashem which encompasses all the worlds, the unlimited revelation of divinity. That is a light of Hashem which is nelam, which is hidden and more general. Meaning, it doesn't involve; it's not involved in the general, sorry, in the details of creation and relating to every single creation according to its level. It's revealed everywhere equally, without relating to the details. Meaning that it shines in every single place equally. So it's found every single place equally without more of revelation. Mamale, since it relates to the details in closing, clothing into each creation in a pimistic way, therefore, whoever's more of a cleave for it will, will get more of a revelation, more of a gili of that. Whereas Seviv, being that in the first place it doesn't relate to the details and it's not maslabish, it's not relating to the, the specific kalim of the creations, therefore, it's also not going to be more revealed in one entity than another. It's the same, it's found equally in Atsilas and Asiya, totally the same, because both of them are not a Kli for this unlimited revelation of divinity. Therefore, it's just found equally in every single place. It doesn't relate to the details of creation. So, and from the Teichdav, from Malikolam, from understanding of the Yediyas Achiv of Malikolam, that's how you can truly come to appreciate and to understand through Yediyas Ashlila of Seviv Kol Olmi. The difference between Mali and Seviv is the Gili Prati or the Gili Nel, or the one that's Nelam and Klali. And this is the deeper meaning of the verse that Hashem saves the man and the animal. Implying that compared to this divine revelation, which is totally unlimited and above, encompassing all of creation, in the sense where it's totally not revealed within creation, man and animal are totally equal before it. Because, like we just said, this this level of divinity is totally above all of the details, the different differentiation, these chalkos and the pratis, 
of creation. Even though a person, obviously, human is a lot higher on a higher level than an animal. But that's only according to the chain of creation. That's meaning according to the regular Seder of things, when you're looking at them in a specific, detailed way. But when you're looking at it from the perspective of Seviv, which is totally not within the realm of the finite creation, they're totally equal. Just like we always saying in this example, that a million and one are totally equidistant to infinity and equally insignificant. Um, which that is all when you're talking about the Eremalikolom, which, which includes into every single creation in a, in a Kirvdik way, close, and according to its capacity, that's the Rachmim, the, the divine mercy, which comes from the Hergish, from the feeling of every single creation. Which that's the idea of the Hashem's individualized divine providence, which is derived from this which the, the energy of Hashem, which includes into each creation according to a specific level. Therefore, feeling the specific chesreinus of every creation. So that's the all, all according to the Rachman that there's these differences if within creation between a human and animal, all according to the Ayurvedic which takes into account these differences. It's machsha these differences from the fact that it includes into each one according to its level. Therefore, giving credence to these differences. And that's the Rachman which comes from the Hergish, from the feeling of closeness. And that's relating to the Ayur Hashem, which is enclosed in an internal way, in a cold suede with every creation. Which is the level of Malchus, how it's already, it's more the Chitsunis level of Malchus, the lower level of Malchus, how it already becomes a source to the lower level of Bria, a direct source. So that's the idea of the Malchus, Kal Malchus, Kal but like we said in the previous mimer, there's also the pnimis of Malchus, the inner core of Malchus, which is t- totally exalted and removed from worlds. Like what it says, I will exalt you, I will um, speak about your exaltedness, HaMelech Hashem King, which is referring to this exalted level of Malchus, which is not a direct source of creation. At that level, human and animal are totally equal. Because we're talking about a level of divinity which totally transcends all of these details, the different details, the limited details of creation, definitions of creation. And then from that level, it's the Savior type of level which the Rachman, the Divine Mercy, is is drawn equally to both of them, to human and animal. Like that says, but Adam Vahima, Teshia Hashem. This Teshia, this saving is from the Divine Mercy, is equally upon the Adam Vahima. Because we're talking about this Rachman, which is Nimshach, which is drawn down from the level of divinity, which is totally merumim, which is totally exalted and removed from creation. It sees the total insignificance and the lowliness of both of, the, of every single creation equally, and therefore it's nimshach ala shuffle. Like I said, the teva of the, of the merumim is to be nimshach, to be attracted to the shuffle. And lefi erech miyachas to the sevev kolomim, to the pnimis of malchus, which is totally removed from creation, all of these entities within creation, no matter how we look at them, that there might be a, a human is higher than an animal, but from the perspective of Seviv, the Pneumus and Malchus, they're all equal and they're all considered Shvelim, totally lowly and insignificant. And therefore, the, the Rachim is Nimshach equally to both of them. That is from the perspective of Seviv, which is the Pneumus and Malchus, Nikr Seviv Kloli. Nikr Seviv Kloli, Shakoil Es Kulam, Vichinas Klau. And that's why it's called Seviv Kulamim, Seviv encompassing. In a way of a general way, not relating to the details of all of creation, encompassing them all equally, because it includes all of creation in a general way. Even if it's found equally within all of creation, and all of creation is found there in a, in a, in a general way, not in the detailed type of way. 
And at that level of divinity, all of creation is concluded in a more general way, and therefore the Rachman which is drawn down from there is also drawn down to equal, all of them equally, not in a pratistic way where it takes where it gives more Rachman to one than the other. So Seviv is that level where it's like the think about it like the thought of a person before he actually brings it into speech, and that level of thought, everything, all the thoughts, all the things which he's going to speak about are all included there, but more in a general way, not where he's relating yet to the specifics of what he's about to say, of the specific details of these concepts which he, which he wants to um, express. So Sevi Kulamim, all the creation there is there in a general way before it recognizes the details, because we're talking about a level of divinity which is above details, it's totally unlimited. And then, whereas Mamali is more like the Dibur, when you actually speak it and you're relating, bringing these these general elements out into a specific now and relating to each each idea with a specific sentence, a specific word which expresses it. Even though from the perspective of Seveiv, which is a general Eir, not relating to the details, and therefore the mercy which is drawn down from it is drawn to everyone equally. Even nevertheless, even in the level of Seveiv, which is Eir Kloli, it's still relevant to speak about the idea of Hergish from that Darga of Seveiv. There still is relevant this idea of a feeling of closeness to the entities within creation. So now we're going to a different element. So if you look even deeper, even Seviv has somewhat of a relationship to worlds, to the details of creation. Therefore, you can say that the Rachim Nimshach from there is also a Rachim which comes on account of the Hergish. Meaning to say that within this Rachim, which is a Rachim, which is which is because of the Ramus of the exalted removedness of the entity, which there there from that level it's the because of the nature of the name of the of the exalted is to be Nimshach, to be attracted to the shuffle, and not because of the Hergish. From this exalted level, we're not talking about a Rachman which is Nimshach because of the Hergish. But even on that Rachman, which is because of the Ramus, there is still possible to talk about this idea of Hergish from that level. It's just not a Hergish in a detailed, individualized way where you're feeling every single creation in a specific way what it needs, what its lackings are, and therefore you have Rachman on it because of all those lackings. Which they rachmin, which comes from Amalekalamin, which relates to every creation according to its capacity, individualized, that rachmin would be cause would be in a more a, a personalized way to every single creation according to it what it needs. So this rachmin uh, from the Mitzadimus from the Primus of Malchus to Savikolamin, even though it relates to creation in a more generalized way, but it still has somewhat of a shaykhis, of a hergish of creation. It's just not a hergish proti. It's not an individualized, detailed hergish of every single creation and what each creation's nature needs. Nevertheless, it's still a little bit, when you're talking about the, the hergish which exists in this level of the Reimimus, and the Seviv, and the Panimis of Malchus, there is still somewhat of a hergish, of a feeling of closeness to creation, and a cholistic hergish. It's more of a general, not a hergish of every single individual need of creation. And now what's the proof that even from this level of rimus, from the seviv, there is this rachmim, which is the hergish. 
meaning that there is some type of kiruv, of closeness, of the save of two creation. A proof for this is, Mimashukos of Gabi Ninveh, what it's written about Ninveh, the story of Yoinov. The Pasik says, Vani lay ochus al Ninveh ha'irak deila, asher yashbar harbe mishteim esre ribu yodam, asher lo yoda be nimine lismele u behemarabo. I just quoted the actual Pasik, so there's a couple of words that aren't in the actual mimer. Which the translation is, and should I not care, or should I not have pity about Ninveh, the great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not yet know their right hand from their left hand, and many beasts as well. And as the Mitzudis explains this puzzle, it says, Vani What does that mean? Ninveh is a Maise Yodai. It's the work of Hashem. Hashem created it. So how could it be? How could I not have mercy on such a great city, which I created? And then it says that so um, there's, there's more than 120,000 people that they don't know between their right hand or left hand. And each one of them doesn't know how to t- tell the difference between his right hand and his left hand. And he's referring to the Ketanim, the minors, little babies and kids. It, you cannot count. You cannot count them, their sins, because they're still below the age of majority, the age of being able to be responsible for their sins. So therefore, they don't have an oinish. They don't have any punishment for themselves. Rather, the only thing you can count is the fathers. And being that the fathers already did teshuva, so therefore we see that there's no anus here. And also, behemad Abba, there's many animals which are in the city, which obviously they don't have any anus from Hashem, any punishment for Hashem. And therefore, how could it be? It's so, how could it be that I shouldn't have mercy upon him? It is, it is, it is fitting that I should have mercy and pity on them. That's the quote from, uh, from Yoyna. Regarding Ninveh, so we see what what's the the what do we what comes out from this quote? What's the raya? So we see that even at this level where there is Adam and Behemoth are totally equal, like we just brought before Adam Behemoth to Hashem, and that's why this this pasuk in the Pnimis it includes both the animal and man together. So we're we're talking about a level where animal and man are totally equal, which is only referring to the Pnimis and Malchus of At that level. Hashem still says, should I not have mercy? Meaning that Hashem does have mercy from that level. So therefore, we see that even at that level, there is a type of mercy which implies a kiruv, which implies a certain relationship that Hashem has with creation, even from that exalted level. This idea, which is that word implies an inyan hergish. It's a rachmim, which implies hergish, even though there is another type of rachmim, which is mitzad the remimus. But this type of rachim expressed in the word chos, pity, implies that there is a closeness here and therefore a feeling of creation. But seemingly being that we're talking about this this rachim which comes from the reimimus, which is stemming from, which comes from a level which is totally removed and exalted above creations to the extent where it's not even in within their realm at all. A totally different gather, right? It's a bleak vul compared to gvul. How could it be that there should be a hergish, which implies that there's a, some type of kiruv here, a yachas, an erech? So how could it be that there is this type of mercy, which is a pl- which is coming from that exalted level, two creations which are totally not in the same realm and totally incomparable to the um, Ravimus. So that's the question. But we do see from this pasuk that there is that this there is this mitzvah does, does exist. That from the Rambam, there is still a some type of a shaykhis, and therefore tzas hergish, and therefore there's ani There is a chas, a mercy. 
Even this level of Malchus, the inner core of Malchus, which is totally removed and exalted from worlds, that it has, has no relationship with them whatsoever, and it's not within their same realm, still it must be, we must say that that exalted level of Malchus still has somewhat of a relationship with the created worlds, with the limited worlds. I'll stop there at the top of page 40, the top line.